0: Speech is naturally melodic. See to it that the melody of your speech be pleasant and attractive. Notice the melodic change that accompanies every shift of mood or feeling. Watch for such changes also in other people. Learn to detect in people's voices their sincerity or insincerity, their aggressiveness, defensiveness, or deceit, their intolerance, kindness, or loyalty. Perception of these qualities depends more on self-knowledge than on outer specific guidelines. Some people can tell a lie so convincingly that even the discriminating may at first be fooled. There are also melodic patterns induced by environment and upbringing. Take such cadences into account to see whether the melody of a person's speech is conditioned or spontaneous. Oh, Swami, Swami studied voice and acting and, and consciousness. And a few um, days ago in the August, I believe in the August commentaries, Swami was talking about um, just the general sound of your voice and trying to make the sound of your voice uh, important and when I was commenting on that, I was just talking about we are sound vibrations. So sound sound penetrates us differently. That's one of the reasons that music has such a profound effect on us. When you look at a beautiful painting, it can deeply affect you, but you're you're looking at it, the light of it is coming into you. But sound is actually what we're made of esoterically. This is the OM vibration that's talked about in uh, the esoteric of, of yoga so we are vibration we are the word and that's physical speech affects us profoundly music affects us even more profoundly because we literally vibrate with it it's not it's not a second hand experience it doesn't it doesn't we think it goes through the senses but it doesn't go through the senses as much as things that come in through the eyes do so people's voice actually voices actually have a, a physiological effect on us And so it's very um, helpful working with oneself and also to learn about people and how they affect you by paying attention to this. And very interesting, Swami says, being able to understand the meaning, the implications of different melodic patterns he's talking about now, not just tones, is more a matter of self-knowledge, he said, than specific guidelines. This means this, that means that. Because if you if you understand your own feelings, you have the capacity to objectively perceive them in others. If you're twisted up about your own emotions and feelings, then this um, wave of confusion comes in you when you want to understand others. Because we have um, pre-existing commitments that have to be supported. Yogananda put it simply when he said, "Reason follows feeling. If we have committed feelings committed in a certain direction, including a self-protective direction or self-deceptive direction, we will be incapable or it will be very difficult for us to perceive objectively anything that has to do with that that touches that That's why Swami said perceiving the qualities of consciousness indicated by certain in this case, melodic patterns in the voice, depends more on self-knowledge. If I know who I am, if I'm comfortable with who I am, if I recognize patterns in myself, then I will recognize patterns in others. If I'm closed off to myself and only a tiny part of my own emotional range is accessible to me, I won't be able to see much except my own emotional range in other people, even going so far as to project that onto others. I... um, I went through a period of time in my life when I was trying to calm down what I called a panic survival response. Um, Because my panic survival response was not based on anything remotely objective. It was just a a long-standing karmic pattern that when certain, when things didn't go my way in certain areas, I I would tend to have a feeling that my life was being threatened even though my life was not at all being threatened, nothing was being threatened, it just was inculcated from, I don't really know why and I didn't really care, I just wanted to stop it. But, but the reaction itself, that's why I called it a panic survival response, which is a slight exaggeration, but it was, that was the direction that it would go. I would become panicky and think my survival was at stake, but the very nature of such a reaction is that it happens like that, and it doesn't happen where you can insert your mind into it and try to figure out what it's about but as soon as that reaction would start in, in me the my speech would begin to increase and i would talk more and more fast and it would, it would assume the sort of a monotone like that and then the pitch would get higher and higher like that and what i had what i had been doing for too long was that i when when i got into that i would just throw all my energy into it, and try to basically expunge the threat. And since the threat was often another person, who was more or less innocently trying to have a conversation with me, it was not a socially winning strategy, let's just put it that way. It did not foster happy, harmonious relationships. Since I was unable to get a grip on it in my own feelings, the feelings took me over before I knew it, I started getting a grip on it by listening to myself. And I knew exactly as soon as that that rhythm started, and that rhythm was where the words would just tumble out of each other as fast as I could get them out, which was to say there was no melody. There was just a panic flight like this. And then the pitch would increase. Whatever I was saying, I had to stop. Because otherwise I would start reasoning it out. But that sound told me that I was wrong, just like that. That sound you're wrong, and I would just stop and get a grip and it was invariably true. I never spoke like that unless there was that emotion behind it. and that's what Swami is saying how quickly um, the the um, the mode of speech and the rhythm of speech changes with a lot of people. A very helpful thing to make your speech more magnetic, especially if you're in a some kind of a work situation where your conversation in meetings or your presentations are important, one should pay exceedingly a, a close attention to melody. Many times when people are, well, they'll talk fast and almost in a monotone, you know, and so then the next thing that you need to learn is that you always have to remember that this is what you have to take into account. And after you do that, then you should do this. And there's just no space in there. You would never sing like that. There's no song. Well, nowadays there's rap, but let's pretend that we're not talking about rap. But there's there's no music that goes like that. Music stretches out this word, pauses for a moment, quickens with a few syllables, then stops for an effect, and. That's how we talk. And then when we sing it like that, we we get so much more feeling. But people will talk as if there was no melody. And there's always a melody. Because words have vibration. So if you're going to talk about, we should really, you know, be peaceful and really think about God, we need to say peaceful and think about God, not... We really have to be peaceful and think about God, because if we don't be peaceful and think about God, then this is going to happen. So pay attention. Pay attention to the words you're using and pay attention to the inherent melody of the words you're using. Swami Kriyananda um, put it this way, that, and I believe I've spoken of this before, but it's worth reiterating here, words communicate because we have an agreed upon idea of what the meaning of those words is, But, but many words, in fact all words, have a vibratory relationship to what they refer to. And the more we can make that vibratory relationship inherent in the way we say the words, the more, well, the more sincerely our communication will come across. People may be able to understand we have, to, we have to concentrate on peace and having our faith in God. But nothing about saying that communicates the meaning of it. Whereas if you say the word peace, with a feeling in your heart and with a picture in your mind, and, and not a tickle in your throat, which is what I have right now, which is making it harder for me to say it. So let me cough the tickle out. <coughs> if when you say the word peace, you know what you're talking about, then um, people will hear it, they'll feel it. You know, much of communication, Swami has talked about this, is melody and rhythm. We think it's concepts, but it isn't. It's melody and rhythm which communicates vibration. And so even if you're using just mundane words, if they sound beautiful when when you're saying them, children, it's time to come to dinner instead of, children, it's time to come to dinner. I mean, listen, what's the difference? Same words, same message, but in one you have the picture of how much the mother loves you and bringing you into dinner, and the other you're just being summoned, you know, to the, to the bunkhouse for chow. <laughs> and melody also has to do with taking the time to actually feel what you're saying. Now, I've always been a person who used to be a person who talked really really fast when we were all first starting at Ananda to practice giving classes and so on like that. I always won the word per minute prize. I could always say more in less time quantitatively but not qualitatively because when the words were falling all over each other I wasn't even hearing them. I was just hearing them in my own mind but not hearing them as communication i there was there was a quality of swami krinan and sometimes it would make me impatient i have to be honest and admit it but swami was always very deliberate in his speech now there are especially the early recordings of him he he could do the word per minute thing like none of the rest of us could do but he never lost melody when he was doing it when he when he even when he talked fast he never lost awareness of what he was saying and in the awareness of what he was saying there was all the the variation of rhythm and melody that you would hear because it's inherent within it you can't just say the house is on fire everybody has to get out in the same way that you would say i love you and i think your hair looks beautiful today like that you just can't say the same two things the same way because if they're actually a sincere emanation of your heart, that the heart has a melody. Swamiji, when he would write music, um, he, he would always, in almost all cases, the one exception being when he wrote the recitatives for his oratorio, The Life of Christ, he, he wrote the words first and then put them to melody because they were to progress the plot of Jesus's life forward and they were bib- biblical ideas that he needed to pull out but in all the rest of the music he wrote, he always wrote the melody first. And so the melody would be inherent, and then sometimes he wouldn't even, well, he would usually have a name, but then the song would, the words of the song would come out of the melody, because the melody already had the meaning. Isn't that interesting? Be, and, and that's how we should feel, because, because sound vibration, music comes in a sense before speech. It's an exact language, as Swami said, it's just not... There's not a word language. But we all we often talk about God has a unique melody to sing through each one of us. And that melody is, is deeper than our words. That melody is our inherent vibration. So when we're communicating, we should also try to stand in our inherent vibration and not just be presenting words. We should also be presenting whatever is in my heart that I really want to communicate with you, Because that's what people will hear. That's why sometimes people can talk sweet, but you don't believe them for a second. And of course, if people are joking, they can say, Oh, you're just terrible. I absolutely hate you. You know, but you know right away that you're not being hated at all. You're being teased out of love because that's what the whole melody, that's what the whole vibration of it is. So when we're talking, give give your vibrations first, know your vibrations first, which also means you have to be completely sincere and you have to have enough self-knowledge to know how to be sincere. So everything works together. The voice reflects our consciousness and then we can use our consciousness to change our voice and then piece by piece we become transformed, which after all is the whole point. So Swami says, speech is naturally melodic. See to it that the melody of your speech be pleasant and attractive. Notice the melodic change that accompanies every shift of mood or feeling. Watch for such changes also in other people. Learn to detect in people's voices their sincerity or insincerity, their aggressiveness, defensiveness, or deceit, their intolerance, kindness, or loyalty. Perception of these qualities depends more on self-knowledge than on specific outer guidelines. Some people can lie so convincingly that even the discriminating may at first be fooled. There are also melodic patterns induced by environment and upbringing. Take such cadences into account to see whether the melody of a person's speech is conditioned or spontaneous. God bless you, my friends.